Welcome to The Complete Works, an official podcast of Filmbook. The Complete Works is a podcast that delves film by film into the filmography of a Hollywood actor, director, writer, or composer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Complete Works. I am your host, Doug Hess, and if you're tuning into The Complete Works for the first time, we'd like to welcome you to this podcast. What we do on this podcast is really discuss a specific movie from a film actor, actress, director, or composer's film history. Currently, we're working our way through the uh, Christopher Nolan uh, film career, and in this episode of The Complete Works, I'm going to be discussing Inception, uh, that was released in 2010. Uh, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about The Complete Works, you can go to um, film-book.com. Again, that's film-book.com by using the search term The Complete Works. You can also email us at the complete, uh, excuse me, at podcast at film-book.com. Again, that's podcast at film-book.com with The Complete Works in the subject line. You can also Put in this episode, Inception, if you'd like to talk about uh, this particular portion of uh, the podcast. If you like what you hear on the podcast, please hit the subscription button. So whenever a new episode is delivered, it'll be delivered right to the device that you're listening to the podcast on. So again, welcome uh, to Complete Works. We're reviewing the movie Inception uh, by Christopher Nolan. And as we do every week on The Complete Works, before we jump in and talk about the movie, I always like to go over a little bit of the uh, trivia of the film. From there, I'd like to uh, break it down to the cast, give you a little uh, idea of how much the budget was for the film, how much uh, was made. Then we'll jump into the movie, talk a little bit about uh, the movie itself, before talking a little bit um, regarding about... uh, Oh, some of the critics, what some other people were saying about the film. And then we'll wrap it up and I'll give you my um, thoughts, final thoughts on the film. And also rank it from 1 to 10, 1 being terrible, 10 being outstanding um, regarding the film Inception. So, as I mentioned, we're talking uh, about Christopher Nolan and his film history and his works. And we're going to jump right into the uh, Inception movie and start off by the trivia like we do every week uh, talking about that. So, uh, first thing is first, there was a ton, I mean a ton, um, as we've seen with several of the other Christopher Nolan episodes, just really a lot of trivia. And so, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go over every single piece of trivia here, but I'm going to try to hit some of the highlights, get as many... Um, trivia, uh, or, or as much, I should say, trivia out there as I possibly can, because I, I really found that interesting, and I find it interesting, and I hope you do as well. So, I'll quit talking and jump right into the trivia. So, uh, <clears throat> in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, uh, Christopher Nolan explained that he based roles of the Inception team similar to the uh, roles that are used in filmmaking. So Cobb uh, would be the director, and Cobb is played by um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Author is another uh, character uh, in this movie. He represents the producer, and then you have the production designer, uh, actor, studio, and obviously the audience out there as well. 
And I quote, Christopher Nolan said, in trying to write a team-based creative process, I wrote the one I know, end quote, said Nolan. In an effort to combat confusion, television broadcast in Japan included in the text in the upper left corner of the screen to remind viewers which level of the dream a specific scene is taking place on. So that to help with any confusion there. Uh, see here, in spite of the movie's excessive surreal effects sequences, the majority of the visual effects throughout uh, the movie, such as the stairway, uh, rotating hallway, mountain, avalanche, etc., uh, were created through practical methods, not through the use of computer graphic imagery. Um, this particular movie only has around 500 visual f- f- effects shots, excuse me, as opposed to most other visual effects uh, epics, which can have anywhere up to 200,000 uh, visual effects shots. Uh, Christopher Nolan uh, said that the snow base third level dream was inspired by his favorite James Bond movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service back in 1969. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt performed all but one of his own stunts during the fight scenes in the spinning hallway. According to Wally Pfeiffer, Warner Brothers, uh, exec- executives approached Christopher Nolan about making uh, the movie in 3D, but he refused the idea, claiming it would distract the storytelling experience in uh, in the movie. Leonardo DiCaprio was the only choice for the role of Cobb for the uh, writer, producer, and director uh, Christopher Nolan and producer Emma Thomas, which is his wife. Uh, Christopher Nolan first pitched this movie to Warner Brothers after the completion of his third movie, Insomnia, back in 2002, and was met, met with approval from the studio. However, it was not yet written at the time, and Nolan de- uh, determined that that rather than writing it as an assignment, it would be more suitable of his working style if he wrote it as a spectacular script and then presented it to the studio whenever it was completed. So he went off to write it think about it and uh, obviously it would take a couple more months uh, but it ultimately took nearly eight years from start to finish in that process. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levy went to his audition after a brief character summary wearing a full suit just in case unknowingly matching his character's wardrobe uh, perfectly. In uh, the the role of Soto was written exclusively for uh, Ken Wannabe because of uh, Christopher Nolan felt that although he had appeared in the Batman Begins back in 2005, he did not have as much screen time and should therefore be given a more prominent supporting role. And so that occurred. Uh, if you take the first letters of the main characters' names, uh, Dom, Robert, Emmas. Uh, author Mal and Soto, they spell dreams. And if you add Peter, Adrian, and Yosford, the whole uh, makes dreams pay, which is what they do for a mind thief. Uh, Kate Winslet uh, was approached for the role of Mal, but turned it down, citing that she couldn't get see herself as that character. 
in the film. In the city uh, uh, scene on the first a level of the dream with Fisher, the state a motto on the license plates for the car re- reads "Alternative State." Um, despite prominent billing, Sir Michael Caine has only three minutes of screen time in this movie. Uh, this is the sixth uh, Christopher Nolan movie out of eight uh, to enter the IMDb Top 250. Um, those others are Momentum, Batman Begins, The Prestige, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, and Stellar, and uh, Dunkirk. Just like Christopher Nolan's previous movie, The Dark Knight, in 2008, no second unit team was hired for making the film. All the shots were filmed by Nolan and uh, Wally Fifster. Um, Let's see here. When explaining why he thinks implanting an idea is not possible, author says, don't think about elephants to actually make so." Soto think of them and thus inserts an idea into his mind. The line is a reference to the uh, title of a famous um, cognitive uh, book, Don't Think of an Elephant by George Lakoff. The book describes uh, conceptual framing, the use of certain words to insert certain ideas about a subject into the listener's mind. So, for example, I'm planning the idea that taxes are a bad thing by using the phrase tax relief would be an example of that. Um, Christopher Nolan cast Tom Hardy as Emus because of his uh, performance in rock and roll. Hardy thought that uh, stated that he thought he was cast because of his role of Bronson in 2008. He arrived on set only to learn that Nolan had never even seen the movie. Uh, the movie Runtime, uh, 2 hours and 28 minutes, is a reference to the original length of Edison Fing's song, uh, probably mispronouncing this, Na Ja Na Rasta, I don't know, which lasts on its first recorded edition, 2 minutes and 28 seconds. So kind of a, a reference there. Uh, the movie's run, oh, excuse me, uh, cable listings of this movie show the runtime as two days, nine hours and 14 minutes, the length of time it would take if watched in a real dream. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Like I said, we have a ton of different uh, material uh, here um, for this particular movie. Um, Dom, Dom Combs main or Cobbs, excuse me, main objective is to get home. Dom is a word for home, uh, in most Slavic, uh, languages, Polish, Russian, uh, Siberian, uh, Siberian, etc. Um, derived from the Latin word domus, words like uh, demonstrated and uh, decile or share the same dumb um, root words that's out there. Once uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was cast, he spent months with Christopher Nolan working on the script. Nolan stated he had some extraordinary contributions to the script and, real, uh, challenge, and really challenged me to make the script clear. But he also... Um, to follow up its uh, logic and reality, be true to the is, in sense of the character and the rules that were set out. 
Uh, Nolan's wife and producer partner, Emma Tomba, said that the work that uh, DiCaprio did on his character and with Chris made the movie less of a puzzle and more of a story of a character audience could relate to. While uh, shooting the snowmobile, snowmobile chases, there were intimate wind gusts in order to preserve uh, con- continuing during the takes without natural wind. The camera helicopters was used to blow snow onto the frame. Uh, Christopher Nolan's first movie since his feature debut following in 1998, that is complete original work and all of the movies between them are either uh, remakes or based on comics slash novels or even a short story. Uh, a series of numbers keeping keeps appearing. The number uh, that Fisher uh, gives Cobb slash author is five two eight four nine one. So uh, this is the last movie shot on film. To win an Academy Award for Best Cinemagraphic, all of the winners since were shot digitally until 2016 when uh, La La Land broke the streak. Uh, let's see here. The exterior of Fisher's Snow Fortress is based on and actually contains some elements of uh, Glasgow's Library of University of California in San Diego. Designed by famed futuristic architect William um, L. Pereira. Uh, Just as um, the running time of the movie on DVD is exactly 8,888 seconds. Emmas is named after Charles Emmas and Ray Emmas, a married couple well-known in the field of uh, furniture design, buildings, architect, um, and they are documentary filmmakers. This is the one of the top 50 highest-grossing movies of all time as of 2015. The theme music for the uh, movie, composed by Hans Zimmer, is named Time. Uh, contrary to popular belief, Hans Zimmer did not compose the music that appeared in the third trailer of this movie. The track titled Mind Heist was composed by Zach Hemsley. In an interview with the French website, um, Al Sign, I hope I'm saying that correctly, uh, Marion um, Cotillard stated that uh, Mao is one of her favorite roles. Let's see here. The IMAX 65mm format was earlier considered as used in The Dark Knight back in 2008, uh, but it was eventually uh, ruled out due to ex- uh, extensive handheld camera usage throughout the shot. Due to its weight, it cannot be operated handheld. However, the film was later converted to fit the IMAX format. The only names that can that uh, call Dom Dom Cobb by his first name are Mel and Miles. Prints of the movie were shipped uh, to theaters under the name Hourglass. When Cobb and Miles were uh, are first shown, Cobb's mentions um, 
extradition between France and the United States is a bureaucratic nightmare. And catch me if you can, back in 2002, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is arrested in France and later extracted to the United States. This is the fourth of eight Christopher Nolan uh, movies in which Sir Michael Caine appeared. The others are uh, Batman Begins, uh, The Prestige, Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and Stellar, uh, Dunkirk, and uh, Tenet. Uh, James uh, Franco uh, was in talks with uh, Christopher Nolan to play author, but was ultimately unavailable to a scheduling conflict, so was was unable to be in the film. There are a series of numbers that keep uh, appearing on the front of the train. Uh, The number 3502 and the taxi number is 2053. There are five Academy Award nominees in the cast, um, Tom Bellinger, Tom Hardy, Pete Postlewaite, Ken Wannabe, and Ellen Page, and three Academy Award winners, Leonardo DiCaprio, Sir Michael Caine, and Marion uh, Codrold. Earlier in the film, or in the movie, I should say, uh, during Mel and Cobb's uh, conversation in a room with uh, Sato's estate, Mel uh, comments on a painting in the background. Cobb replies that uh, Sato is uh, uh, particular to the post-war British painters. This is reference to the artist uh, Francis Bacon. The painting Study for for Head of George Dyer is of his late lover, whom he painted long after Dyer's death to uh, preserve his memory. Uh, let's see here. The barrel uh, chairs barrel chairs in Sato's dining room were designed by Fred Lloyd Wright in 1937 for Wingspread, the Herbert Johnson home uh, in Wisconsin. The two mirrors uh, scenes with the um, Droister uh, effect on the bridge in Paris is a reference to two other movies, also directed by Christopher Nolan, which was Memento and uh, Doodlebug, back in 1997 uh, for Doodlebug. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy appear in Relevant, uh, which was released in 2015. Don Johnson was Christopher Nolan's first choice for the role of Peter uh, Browning, but uh, unfortunately Don Johnson turned that role down. Uh, Except for Dom Cobb, Robert Fisher, and Ems, every other person working uh, in the extraction job, including Sato, are never called by his or her second name in the whole film. This was the third most pirated film of 2010, there was 9.72 million downloads on uh, Bitrend after Avatar in 2009, which had 16.58 million downloads, and Kick-Ass in 2010, which had 11.4 uh, million downloads. The former Smith guitarist Johnny Marr played a guitar on some of the movie's soundtrack, including... This is included amongst the 1,001 movies you must see before you die. 
uh, 90 working totals, excuse me, 90 working titles, Oliver Errol, after both Christopher Nolan's second son, Oliver, and the character Oliver Green, or excuse me, Oliver Queen Green Arrow from a comic book published by uh, DC, also uh, produced Batman, of which Nolan uh, has made three movies of. Let's see here. Uh, let's see, you know, some other interesting. Uh, this movie contains many cast members from The Dark Knight trilogy, which was also uh, written and directed along as produced by Christopher Nolan. So we had uh, Michael Caine and Cillian Murphy appeared in all three movies um, as Alfred and um, which was Caine and Murphy as the Scarecrow. Uh, let's see here. Ken Wannabe appeared in Batman Begins. Uh, Joseph Gordon uh, Levitt, Tom Hardy, and Marion uh, uh, Cottrell were in The Dark Knight Rises, and John Blake, Bane, and Miranda, Miranda Tate, respectively. Uh, Sir Michael Caine appeared in seven of Christopher Nolan's movies, uh, the music of which Christopher Nolan movie the music of each Christopher Nolan movie in which he appeared was composed by Hans uh, Zimmer, except for the uh, Prestige in 2006, which had been um, uh, composed by David uh, Julian. This is the f uh, Tom Hardy and Cillian Murphy appeared in uh, Peaky. Blinders in 2013. The scenes that uh, supposedly take place in Kenya are actually filmed in Morocco. A sample of Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, dialogue in the train scenes, uh, You're Waiting for a Train, is featured on the song Far Away by X Now at 3 minutes and 28 seconds. Let's see here. What's some other? Uh, the only Best Picture Oscar nominee that year to also be nominated for Best Visual Effects. Um, just see here. It's just a lot of trivia that uh, appears, and I just want to make sure that uh, we get some good uh, trivia out here. Uh, uh, this is the final film uh, performance of Earl uh, Cameron. He passed away 10 years later after the film's release at the age of 102. Uh, when the crew arrives at level one of Robert's dream, Usur um, is standing on a street corner in the rain. When Usur enters the car, Arthur and uh, Emma's uh, tease him because the downpour was the result of his need to urinate after drinking too much champagne on the 10-hour flight to Los Angeles. Uh, see here, Leonardo DiCaprio were, uh, uh, and Marion and Ellen Page were all in the long list of uh, BAFTA nominations in 2011 for their performance in this movie. DiCaprio uh, was uh, the best leading actor in that. Uh, 
the cast contains several actors and actors who started in movies and television as children. Leonardo DiCaprio uh, first appeared on television, including a regular on in Parenthood in 1990 and Growing Pains in 85 as a young teen. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had, a, um, had his first television role at age 7, and by age 10, uh, Ellen Page had started a, starred, started as a regular on the series Pit Pony back in 1998. Uh, and while in kindergarten, Lucas um, Haas made his movie uh, debut in Testament in 1983. Cobb's house was owned by Nor- Night Court uh, star Harry Anderson. Uh, this was confirmed at a uh, 2017 Upright Citizen Bridge show by his daughter, Eva Anderson. And the song, uh, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce this, Neo Gena Regretta Ren, which is used as a wake up song, also played during the closing credits of. Dreamers back in 2003. Um, as a cameo appearance in, in the film, um, Miranda Nolan, Christopher Nolan's cousin, appeared as an air hostess in the film. So a little family um, connection there. So hopefully you enjoyed a little bit of the trivia uh, that we're talking about in the movie Inception um, that was written, produced, directed by Nolan, Christopher Nolan, um, in terms of that. So what I would like to do now is just talk a little bit about some of the cast. Like I said, uh, Christopher Nolan directed and wrote the film. Leonardo DiCaprio uh, is in it, plays Cobbs. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Arthur. Ellen Page is... Uh, in here, Tom Hardy, Ken Wannabe, uh, Cillian Murphy, Tom Bellinger, Michael Caine, um, uh, uh, really a star-studded uh, cast uh, in this film um, by uh, Christopher Nolan. It had a budget, um, from what I could tell from my research, uh, about $160 million is an estimate estimated um, working budget opening weekend here in the United States, uh, which was July 18, 2010. It opened up at $62,785,337. It grossed in the U S $292,576,195 and worldwide gross. It grossed in at 836 million, $836,967. So not a bad return on the investment. It has a runtime of approximately 148 minutes uh, that uh, takes place there. And so let me give you kind of a a quick overview of the, the movie Inception. And what I thought was kind of interesting, I thought was kind of uh, fun, as what I mentioned a little earlier in the um, opening uh, statements with the trivia, is that when it was showing in Japan up in the upper left-hand corner, they would put a number to kind of let you know what type of um, or what level uh, you were on. Um, But 
I got some comments on that, but I'm going to save that here for a few minutes. So what, what's the storyline? So we uh, basically have Dom, Dom Cobb is a skilled thief. Uh, he's an absolute best in the dangerous art of extraction, stealing valuable secrets from deep within the subconscious during the dream state when the mind is at its most vulnerable. So Cobb's rare ability has made him a uh, combated player in this treacherous new world of corporate espionage, but he also has made him an international fugitive and cost him everything that he has ever really loved, liked, needs, etc. So now Cobb is being offered a chance at redemption. Uh, one of the last jobs uh, could give him his life back, but it can only be accomplished um, basically doing a very impossible in inception. So instead of the perfect heist, Cobb and his team of specialists have to pull off just the reverse. Their task is not to steal an idea, but to simply plant one. If they succeed, it could be the perfect crime, uh, but no amount of careful planning or uh, experience can prepare the team for the dangerous enemy that seems to predict their every move, an enemy that only Cobb could have seen coming. So basically, it's a film, like I said, where Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, character Cobb is basically going to, instead of uh, extract taking something out, he is actually trying to uh, put something in. And I, I'll be honest with you, when I first uh, saw the film, I had to watch the, the film twice. The first time that I watched it, I was I was intrigued by it. Uh, but I have to be honest with you that it took me the second time to really pay attention to uh, some of the levels that they were jumping in and out of. And I really had to stay focused in, in that. Now, that's not necessarily a criticism. Uh, I think that was, if nothing else, a little bit uh, on me for not being more um, more apt to the details, really paying attention. Uh, I, I guess what I was doing is looking at more of an entertainment value instead of really trying to follow along. Shame on me uh, for that. Um, I know a lot of times people want to see uh, films for entertainment value. I I did that. I thought I could follow along, and like I said, shame on me for, for doing that. So uh, that is actually nothing against Christopher Nolan. Uh, if anything, just the opposite. Uh, it's really a shame on me, but more importantly, I, I think it really goes to his ability um, as a director, as a writer, um, to be able to really force the viewer into um, kind of paying attention, making sure that uh, we are being entertained, but also getting something out of uh, out of the film. Um, all I can say really is just when you thought Christopher Nolan, because you know, in some of the previous episodes we have been talking about the Batman series, we talked about Memento. And I really didn't think this was going to be something that Christopher Nolan could could pull off with Inception, um, but he does. So after the Dark Knight, he comes up with uh, Inception, 
and he does it again. He he really pulls off an incredible uh, feat, uh, delivering um, a, a great film, one with um, power and has enriched themes uh, that has not been lost uh, from the box office for several years, or maybe I should say has been lost at the box office for several years. Um, in, in terms of that, uh, questioning illusions versus reality usually makes the film weird. But I think Christopher Nolan uh, grips your attention like an iron claw that can't uh, be put down, uh, that you can't stop from watching and you can't wonder, stop from wondering what's going to happen next. Uh, that's something that I, I think is very powerful and very few directors slash writers uh, can, can make that um, that leap and pull something off. So it was really no wonder why Warner Brothers put their uh, trust in him. He's that good of a director. Um, and I, I tell you what, this um, I, I don't think this film can be underestimated. Uh huh. And because. Um, I think it's one of those films that a lot of times you watch a film once, twice, and then after the second time you're just watching it to rewatch it because you really like it. I think this movie in itself is, is a film that you could watch seven or eight different times and walk away with seven or eight different interpretations. I think you could also walk away with uh, something new, something exciting, something real that you discovered even though you've watched it seven or eight times. And again, that's not something that's easily uh, able to do for most people. And I, and I think Christopher Nolan was able to uh, really pull it off uh, in terms of that. Um, some other things that, that I came up with um, that I thought um, was worth noting is, first of all, uh, Christopher Nolan had, had a outstanding cast um, obviously when you have somebody like Warren brothers, you have a Hollywood giant when it comes to the studios, they were able to put up 150, $160 million. When you do that, you can really have, um, the cast, but you can also have the technology and I would say special effects, but as we learned with some of the, uh, trivia, that wasn't something that, that he was, he was doing it's special effects in a way, but he was using, like we said, uh, methods that were very practical. Uh, and I think that really speaks again to his ability as a director. Um, the film is a very pers personal film for uh, uh, Christopher Nolan. He wrote the film as well as directing it. And as you watch the film, you get uh, many glimpses into Nolan's uh, pre preplexed, uh, mind is probably the best way I could say it in terms of that. Um, he's very imaginative. He's very creative. And not only with the way that he writes and the dialogue that comes out, but I also think that goes with his directing, directing style as well. And like I said, obviously Warner Brothers um, felt the same way because they invested so much money um, into his idea and really liked it as we said in the trivia, like the idea, uh, even before it was really flushed out, but I also think that was the style of Christopher Nolan. 
in something that's really admirable. Most people would have taken the money and run and then figured it out. But he wants to have a product that he's proud of before he accepts the money and is willing to to basically uh, pitch the idea again. So I'd say kudos to Christopher Nolan in terms of that. Um, once the film ends, you want to, uh, I, I believe you want to watch it again. Uh, like I said, there's always something that you're going to be able to pick up in this movie. Uh, every time that you turn it on, something new is going to jump out at you. This is a film that requires, like I said, multiple viewings. Um, I think for me, I thought I was going to be able to watch it one and done. And that was a wake-up call for me. I would encourage you to uh, watch it with an open mind the first time and then maybe a day or two or maybe a week later. Go back and watch it again. Maybe even watch it for a third time because I think every time that you turn on this movie, you're going to get something new out of it. You're going to uh, walk away with a new thought or a new idea or a new concept. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I, I think that's uh, one of the beauties of this particular movie is because it really gives you the power to to think and to be um, productive in in the sense of that you sit and you watch the movie and you're able to walk, walk away with something more than just an entertainment value in, in terms of that. So um, Really, in closing, I would just say that Christopher Nolan has once again outdone himself with this film, Inception. Um, he's truly a gifted filmmaker, arguably one of the most imaginative in Hollywood today. Uh, this is something that um, he can proudly stand alongside um, his work, but I also think it's something that is a type of movie that would stand up against not up against, but stand beside a film such as Blade Runner, uh, perhaps maybe even 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is a science fiction masterpiece. Both Blade Runner and 2001 A Space Odyssey are looked at as uh, outstanding work. I think it's Inception, um, while different than the those two um those two are true sci-fi. I believe Inception is truly a sci-fi, but I also think we look at it a little different. Most people will look at it a little differently because in Blade Runner, it's in the future. 2001, A Space Odyssey, yes, it was in the future, but uh, um, it was also about space. And so you, you look at it, I think, a little bit different. When we're talking about Inception here, Yes, it's about dreams. Yes, it's about um, areas that, that's outside of the norm. But if you're not careful, you can get caught up and, and not look at it that way and look at it as something very simple as another movie. <clears throat> and I hope that's that's clear for, for you guys uh, when I say that. So um, <clears throat> I would just want to wrap this up by saying that Inception is a, is a wonderful movie. On a scale of one to ten, one being terrible, eight or uh, ten being outstanding, I would give this an eight, um, just because I, I think it's a film that Christopher Nolan um, hits out of the ballpark with his writing, also with his uh, directing um, debut or not debut, but but talent. 
really has done a, a beautiful job with this. He has an outstanding cast, all-star cast that he's able to assemble. And I think just all of that goes together. Like I said, Warren Brothers put up $160 million to be able to uh, uh, make this film. And they turned around and made over uh, $800 million uh, in terms of that. So I believe all in all at the end of the day that um, this is just really a film that um, everybody can be very proud of, can be happy. And it's a film that you're going to be able to watch over and over again and walk away with something new, something different and be able to talk uh, about the film. And not too many films have that power uh, in terms of it. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of The Complete Works. You can find more of uh, my work on film-book.com. Just search for Doug Hess or The Complete Works. You can also find me on Twitter at HessDoug14. Again, that's HessDoug14. If you uh, listen to this podcast on iTunes or another podcast service, please rate and review this episode. If you are listening to this podcast on our YouTube channel, Filmbook Podcast, please like our video, subscribe to our channel, and leave us a comment in the comment section. Tune in next time when I review and analyze the next Christopher Nolan film. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. Take care, everyone.